welcome to another episode of Living Well with Titan Well, where we discuss healthy living. I'm Vera Verhelde Dios, Assistant Director of Titan Well. And I'm Ann Lucha, Staff Physician at Titan Health. And I'm Phoebe Santuri, Nurse Practitioner at Titan Health. So today we're going to be talking about burnout. Dr. Lucha and Phoebe are going to share what burnout is, discuss how it presents itself, ways to prevent or overcome it, and also share their own personal journeys throughout burnout. So thank you so much for joining me, Fabi and Dr. Lucha, and welcome to this episode. So I'd like to get started with a little bit more information about yourselves, your journey through professionally, what you've done, and um, how you joined our Titan family. So let's start with Dr. Lucha. Okay, well, it's been quite a journey to get here. Um, Many years of study to start off with. I spent five years in undergraduate, my undergraduate program, and then I went off and got a master's degree. That was another two years. And the medical school was four years, and residency was three years after that. So then finally I was um, able to go out in the, the world and practice as a physician. I spent 14 years at a multi-specialty group locally here. And um, in 2018, I decided to make a big change. I left that job and um, did some teaching at a local residency program. Did that for about a year and a half and then came here to Cal State Fullerton. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been a wonderful time with you, um, working with you here. So we also have Fabi. Fabi? Hi, yes. Um, my name is Fabi Santuri. I have my master's in nursing. That's what a nurse practitioner is. And for me, I started out as a pediatric emergency room nurse. Um, after working there for about two years, I went back to school, received my master's, and I basically went back to what I knew. I did emergency medicine, a bit of urgent care, family medicine in a primary care setting. And around 2019, I experienced a bit of a burnout. And so, yeah, that's what brought me here to Titan Health. So, Dr. Lucha, how long have you been working with uh, Titan Health? I have been here since June 2020. And Fabi. For me is July 2022. So we've got a variety of experiences here in terms of Um, knowledge and skills and as medical professionals I'm sure the both of you have a plethora of knowledge on burnout yeah (laughs) Yeah. yep (laughs) and that's why they're invited today yes (laughs) so um, with your medical knowledge and your personal experiences uh, let's delve into what burnout is like what does that mean well the technical term if you looked it up online what it means is it's an occupational phenomenon and is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed um, the term was actually introduced in the early 1970s by a psychoanalyst by the name of freudenberger and it's characterized by three dimensions uh, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job and reduced professional efficacy. Wow, that was a lot of yeah. uh, <laughs> really technical terms. <laughs> yes. How does that how does that translate to um, what our students feel or like a, a, an average person would feel? So some of the signs and symptoms of burnout include exhaustion and we're talking emotionally and physically cynicism and lack of motivation, 
feeling ineffective, like you're doubting your ability and you're just not good at your job anymore. Some people feel depression, anxiety. There's job dissatisfaction, disillusionment about your job. Um, people can have symptoms of irritability, anxiety, excessive worry or rumination. Um, that can all lead to lack of focus, inability to concentrate or remember things. Uh, also, sleep problems, most commonly insomnia. And we also see physical symptoms as well, fatigue, frequent headaches, stomach problems. Um, and if this goes on long enough, it can lead to high blood pressure, even diabetes sometimes. Mm. All that chronic stress. Yeah. Chronic stress. Mm -hmm. So what is chronic stress? So chronic stress, you know, everyone faces stress in their lives, right? And there, there's, um, mm -hmm. stress is actually can be good because mm. you, if, it, if nothing stresses you out, it doesn't really motivate you to do anything, which mm. can have an, a, an opposite effect. Um, but the difference is with burnout, it's like that stress doesn't, it's unrelenting. You feel it all the mm. time. You feel this sense of like heaviness and a bit of anxiety. And that's what makes you feel mentally exhausted because you feel like you're working so hard and there's just nothing. You feel like sometimes you're hitting a wall. And it can cause you to feel disconnected, unproductive, and you know. And they say this happens usually when something you love to do gets replaced by repetition. So you're mm -hmm. just doing the same thing over and over again. And then instead of quality, it's quantity. So we want you to see 30 patients, mm. you know, for example. And so you're not spending quality time with your patients anymore. You're just look cranking out the numbers. And also instead of feeling empathy, you yourself start to feel hopeless because you're like, can you really help 30 people in 15 minutes? And so you just end up kind of going through the motions and not really doing what you're feeling inside. Well, and in the medical field too, we sometimes talk about moral injury, which um, my definition of moral injury is mostly just that I was not able to practice medicine the way I saw fit anymore. Mm -hmm. And that is a different type of stress that kept weighing on me. Um, you know, I went into medicine, and I'm sure, Fabi, you did as well for a certain reason. We wanted to help people. We wanted to do our part. And when it was just getting too hard to practice and take care of people the way you saw fit, that really takes a toll on you psychologically, emotionally. And we get fatigued as well. And I think as us both being in a position to take care of other people, we lose fact or we lose sight of the fact that we need to take care of ourselves too. Yeah, definitely. So, Absolutely. Yes. And that's why we're here to talk about it some more and help students and other people kind of realize as uh, burnout is creeping up before you get there. So, yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that in your own personal journey and the vulnerability that you are displaying to us. You are high knowledge, high professionals in your field. And it's it's really great to hear that everybody suffers from burnout. And it's not just um, a lowly, not, sorry, lowly is not the right <laughs> word, but a student, but anybody. And it, there's a lot of stress, especially now in our, our post-COVID world, in our world itself with the way things are going. So thank you so much for sharing all that you have. I, I wanted to go back to, um, Fabi, what you were mentioning, um, you had said that sometimes stress can be good. Mm -hmm. Like what, how does that, how does that work? How can stress be good? <laughs> There's positive stressors. So, um, you know, like it's a good thing to be in school, right? It's good that you have homework and, and assignments 
and those can be very productive. And so sometimes that's hard to really understand in the yeah. moment. <laughs> but you're learning, and yeah, so it's true. part of your education. Yeah. So that means that you're actually in school. When it becomes overwhelming is when there's other, not just the workload, but you're dealing with stuff at home, maybe emotional. Um, this generation has a lot of stuff on social media. So maybe here you are busting your butt, studying in the library, and you take a look at your Instagram, and your friends are out there mm. at the beach and having a good time. <laughs> and then after studying, you got to go to work because you got to pay your bills. And people always put their, you know, the best face out there right mm -hmm. and so that can also impact and cause unneeded stress because really you don't need to look at your Instagram <laughs> right <laughs> and it feel like you're missing out but then that's just human nature now so then it kind of impacts you it can make a student wonder like is it worth it if I'm going to be like Dr. Lucha just listening to her whole training <laughs> I was like wow <laughs> you know and I said it was a long path yeah right so <laughs> So that's a lot, you know, and these yeah. are lofty goals that students have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when you talk about, you know, how long it took for you and, and like, like Phoebe, you're talking about how you hit a certain point in your life where you had that burnout. Like, what do you what did you do to overcome it or how did you come back from that burnout? Well, you know, I, I thought long and hard about this and, and wondering to myself, do you ever get over burnout mm. or get to the other side and I I feel like you can overcome it somewhat and kind of come back you know bring yourself back but there's still some scars there you learn some stuff you know you mature you see where your limitations are um, I think the first step is to be honest with yourself and I think as medical professionals we need to practice what we preach we talk <laughs> about uh, ways to take care of yourself and wellness all the time. But in the honest truth, I never had my own, what I call a wellness toolkit, you know, things that kept me kind oh, of I balanced. Yeah. And, and so I've been working on that <laughs> even in mid career, I'm still working on this wellness toolkit. And I think that can help us in our career, but also students getting through classes and trying to graduate. Um, you know, things that work for me don't necessarily work for Fabi or for some of our students. Um, you know, Fabi and I have talked about some different strategies that are out there, you know, things that have worked for me. I mean, we always talk about diet and exercise, you know, <laughs> there's no secret about that. Yeah. Trying to eat on a regular schedule, mm -hmm. uh, trying to choose healthier choices and not just go with, okay, I'm hangry, What's it's three o'clock, where's that sugar rush or that it's salty snack that I need, exactly. <laughs> the chips. You know, so um, planning ahead, taking time, being mindful about what you're eating and how long it takes you to eat, not just scarfing things down, you know. Exercise uh, is a strategy, of course, but exercise means different things to different people. I'm cool with just walking. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, I like getting out in nature. Nature has been shown to be very calming, has a calming effect. So here on campus, we have the Arboretum. That's always a great yes. place and, and lots of nature there. Mm -hmm. um, I have surprisingly <laughs> um, found that I have an artistic side that I really <laughs> yes, missed out on all these years, <laughs> you know. And so just as Fabi mentioned earlier, uh, growing, continue to grow and learn new things and uh, pick up new skills, that, that can be very rejuvenating as well. 
Yeah, this uh, this summer, Dr. Lucha has uh, brought her paints yes. to the center. So it's been really <laughs> helpful during the summer to just sit and paint our, our name signs, like our wood blocks. Yep. It's yeah. been so nice. I actually didn't get to do that. I missed out <laughs> on all that. I still have paint in my room, so you can come over and we can still because I only got to two letters of my name because <laughs> also part of painting to me is letting go of that perfectionism yeah, that's yeah, that I have yeah, so yeah sure. I'm trying to convince Fabi to just let go let <laughs> loose girl and let's paint that kind of defeats the purpose of, of like preventing burnout right if you're stressed about all these little exactly, things exactly <laughs> exactly I've grown yeah. I, I can let go well the person who made our name play on, it's like so nice I, and yeah, if I painted uh, I'd be so sad <laughs> <laughs> it's just a background for anybody who's listening. Um, uh, an old uh, provider, our old medical director, uh, created wood blocks of all of our names. So that's what we're talking about is painting these beautiful wood blocks. And I totally get it. I think that's why I haven't painted mine, even though mine's only three <laughs> exactly. letters. Because I'm just afraid of like, what color do I pick? Is it going to be worth it? And what if I don't like the way it looks later? So I totally get it, baby. Yes. Yeah. yes, I, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Lucha, you talked about a wellness a wellness toolkit. Are we going to get into that later? Am I getting ahead of myself, or are we, or oh, we could talk? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, mean, I want to hear first about Fabi. What's yeah. in your wellness toolkit? What did, how did Ooh. you? What helped you through? <laughs> what helped That's you what we're through uh, burnout? Uh, for me personally, um, so because I worked in emergency medicine, right? Like, mm -hmm. I literally would have to plan my life six months in advance. You know how stressful oh, that is? Geez. Like, it's April and you're asking. I still can't do that, <laughs> by the way. I, and I, I'm asking my friends, it's April. Like, what are we, what are we doing for Christmas? Oh. What's going on? My friends are like, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on this tomorrow? <laughs> and so that kind of set the precedence for my life. Um, and also, I'm, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. So it means that on... We don't work on Sabbath, which mm -hmm. is the seventh day of the week. So from Friday sunset until Saturday sunset, the full 24 hours, you're not supposed to work. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing that's secular. But because you're in healthcare, of course, you can't do that. It's right. not like someone can just stop having a heart attack <laughs> at, you know, Sunday, sundown <laughs> on Friday. So I kind of missed having that 24 hour of rest because you always had to, had to either work Friday night or come back, come back on Saturday. And so what I did was um, I purposely did not pick when I quit the emergency room I did what's called locum which means you just do assignments mm. and I purposely always got the weekend off because I wanted that time and I also went down from working 12 14 15 hour shifts to like eight because that was more doable and during that time I really sat down and asked myself what did I love about medicine like what did I love about my job in the first place and when I started you know sitting there and really thinking about it what I realized was I loved the human interaction mm -hmm. I love talking to people who understood what I'm saying and who wasn't just there to fix the problem for them and you know and also I enjoyed good rapport with my colleagues mm -hmm. sometimes in the emergency room you know the, there's so many different personalities and mm -hmm. if you don't get along it makes your day horrible oh. and also I, I noticed that I didn't feel bad if I needed to just spend a day watching TV because before I don't know we're Asian you know <laughs> and so if our parents saw us sitting down watching TV it's like what why are you just sitting there don't you see the house yeah. you know and so I kind of incorporate that to my personal life so if it was my day off I would okay Tuesday I'm off I'm gonna hang out with a friend I'm gonna do this and then I had to tell myself, it's okay if you're not doing anything. That's fine. 
you know, and I started taking, um, I, I've always liked walks, um, started going to Zumba classes, you know, before the pandemic hit. Right. And then um, those were the things that I just started to do, chew my food, because <laughs> in emergency <laughs> medicine, I literally, I learned how to eat under five minutes. And so I was like, no one's chasing me, I could eat, <laughs> swallow. <laughs> and But you know how to self-heimlich if you need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, against the table. <laughs> And, you know, and just hanging out with people who didn't stress me out even more. Yeah. You know, so those were things. And, yeah, just watching whatever made me happy. If it's some stupid rom-com, that's fine. They're not stupid. (laughs) Sometimes that's what you need. Yeah. As long as there's no subtitles I had to read, I was fine. Because that means my brain would have to work, and I didn't want to do that. It's so funny. I need the subtitles, even if it's in English, because that helps me, like, (laughs) process what's happening. Or else I'm like, what is that? Yeah. So it sounds like that's kind of what was in your wellness toolkit mm-hmm. was identifying who you wanted to be with and what you needed to do on your downtime that yes. didn't involve other people. Yes. And it's true. As Asians, I know it's always like, go, go, go. What mm-hmm. else are you doing? What are you not doing? Yes. But I think that it brings up an important point of culture. I mean, Asian culture and the medical culture as well. Mm-hmm. We've been taught all these years with all these years of education, self-sacrifice, steady hard. Yep. Yeah. You know, yes. we're a reflection of our family members who work so hard to build to a life here. here. All these <laughs> yes. different pressures that um, society and our family has put on us, but then we internalize mm-hmm. and we try to be that person. And I'm not saying we're not that person, but it takes a toll. And for us to take a moment to breathe and to recognize that, A, we need help. Mm-hmm. It's time. Like, I can't do it all. That's mm-hmm. that's a very important thing to recognize about yourself. And take a step back, and it's okay. Um, I think I think we need to examine that as well. So, yeah, well, I was going to add too, especially as women, mm. it's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, because then if you say no, well, you're not agreeable. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially in healthcare, it's like you can't say you can't do something. Because the attitude has to be like, well, I may not to, but let me see you do it first. And then, you know, then I can try. And even if your roster is full, if someone says, can you do this? You really can't say, you know what? No, I want to leave by a certain time. Because then you're not a team player. Yeah. So it's just all these kind of things. And, you know, and I had to learn, like, saying no is okay. It's okay to say no. Yep. Sometimes you need to. Nothing wrong with that. And if I don't know how to do something, get help. That's fine. You know? And yeah, yeah. A part of my uh, toolkit, even putting it together, was um, recognizing I needed some help, and then uh, I took time, went back to therapy for a while. I think that no shame in that. Mm-hmm. Nope. And certainly, I even hired a wellness coach or a job uh, to help me in my job transition, because at some point I just wanted to jump out of medicine altogether mm-hmm. because wow. I was no longer able to do what I loved. And this is seriously a calling for me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but to get to the point that the chronic stress was so much that you lose that part of yourself is, is really kind of tragic. So, so yeah, for anybody listening out there, realize how you're feeling, um, own it. It's fine, you know, and just move from there. I mean, we all have something valuable to, to give to the world and, but we got to take care of ourselves first. Yeah. And I just want to add to if you're noticing yourself medicating, that's, mm. you know, you need to go talk to someone about that. So many of the students that I talk to when they say, oh, yeah, I just, you know, I just 
I want to ask, what's your problem history? Oh, nothing, nothing. And then do you smoke marijuana? Yeah. How often? Mm, two to four times a week. And I always ask why? Uh, to relax because I have anxiety. And then I'll tell them, oh, you know, we offer caps. Oh, no, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's not like that. And, you know, and you don't realize, and I always share with them, like, if these are your coping mechanisms now, it doesn't get better when you get to be older. You know, it's like, if you're already having, man, when I was their age, I could sleep just like that. <laughs> so I'm tired, you know, I'm knocked out. But there's a lot of things that I think people are afraid to go either into therapy for, they don't know how to navigate it. And they're so used to thinking that it's okay to self-medicate. And you know, those are things that the conversations maybe you need to start having. Well, that's a great transition into discussing like how do we come back from burnout or, or what are the ways that we can handle burnout so that it's um, so that it's uh, we can help our students. So what what are your recommendations for students like you, Fabi, you mentioned we have or Dr. Lucia, you mentioned we have CAPS. That's absolutely someone that we always refer students to discussing healthy coping mechanisms yes. yeah in mm -hmm. Titan well we discuss um, we discuss um, harm reduction techniques as opposed to not saying no but making sure that you are not in a place to be uh, doing harmful actions mm -hmm. if it's in replacement of burnout or any kind of um, if you're if you're dealing with something so talking about this you've identified a few um, things that you do what would you recommend to students Can I start with these? <laughs> I would seriously ask, number one, if it's if it's related to school, right? Mm -hmm. um, I would definitely say stop and ask yourself, why did you choose this major? Mm. You know, is it, do you really like it? Do you, or is it just because someone wanted you to be it? So, you, you know, and it may not be a good fit for you and that's okay. Um, another thing, pick up a hobby that you like to do. Like, you know, poor Dr. Lucha had to wait now <laughs> to start painting. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's well, like... Well, I started in medical school, yeah. but it got See, put on the side yeah. for yeah, decades. But, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's like uh, pick a hobby that you like, that you know has maybe nothing to do with your major so that you can just immerse yourself in whatever this fun activity is. Um, also, set time for yourself. Like, literally cu cut out a time in your life where you're not... Okay, you go. Um, where it's not... Like, don't give yourself a hard time if you're not studying. Like, tell yourself, okay, wh whether it's Saturday afternoon from 1 to 5, if I don't do anything, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I'm just going to enjoy this time. Um, and then also just to have a balance, you know. Um, if you notice that you've kind of been self-hibernating like, a lot, not being around people, um, tell your friends, hey, if you haven't heard from me in a week, can you just text me to make sure I'm alive? Because sometimes <laughs> I might be so into myself and just watching, you know, TV or whatever it might be. And there's people in my life that, that I do that to even now. Oh, I and love that. Yeah. And, um, and certain girlfriends, if I know if I ha haven't heard from them, I'll just be like, you live? <laughs> you know, go get chocolate. What's wrong? You know? And then, and then, yeah. So it's just, you know, and I always tell people this, not everyone has to know your stressors. Just have key people in your life that you trust yes. and that can be on the lookout for you. And if they feel that you're kind of going over the edge or you've kind of been hiding or not around, let them give them that space to be able to, to touch base with you. Oh, I love that. Like being surrounded by people that really care about you. Yeah. And you want to be around. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. I think going to a place coming back from burnout and not even 
to avoid getting there in the first place. I think it has to be, it's multi, it's multifaceted. Yeah. So it's not just me. It's not just you, you know, I, I can, I started meditating. I started doing mindfulness exercises, getting more sleep, all these things. But then what, you know, you need more support from that. You need some workplace support. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Some changes need to be uh, happening. You know, it's good to have, I always feel like it's good to have allies and friends at yes, work that you can confide in because oh, yeah. we spend a lot of time with our coworkers and we need to have trusted friends at work. Yes, I, I, yes. I definitely believe that. And I had one even at my old job and I still talk to her every day to this day. Oh, that's great. But, um, you know, and I probably stayed at my previous job longer uh, because of her, but there's more that needed to be that. Even mm-hmm. I was part of starting this wellness committee at my previous job but we kept focusing on the individual you know mm-hmm. and there was nothing on a workplace structural support that was there so ultimately I think doctors are still being burned out uh, in that workplace mm-hmm. um, we need good relationships with our leaders and mm-hmm. so that we feel that we can trust them and mm-hmm. communication and transparency and mm-hmm. and we our people, we need to feel cared for in all of our different roles. Um, and on a community basis too, you know, seek out support from, you know, I know there's a lot of doctor support groups out there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's nurse practitioners one, uh, pe- you know, seek out your people that understand what you're going through mm-hmm. and can walk you through that journey. There's a lot of student support groups here too, through CAPS. So they offer so many uh, walk-in groups. So there's all there's probably something for everybody listening right now. But if there's any for any uh, leaders listening, Dr. Lucia and Fabi are saying <laughs> you have to give us some uh, be nicer to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she's what Dr. Lucia is saying too is like for example in primary medicine, um, right? The roster you need to see 30 patients in an eight-hour period, for example. And on top of that, we have to chart. After they're gone, right? You're trying to chart everything just in case someone sues you. Do you remember what you talked about with this patient? And then on top of that, now the whole thing is get in touch with your provider. So you're inboxing your provider, and your provider just saw 30 people that day. She or he may still need a chart for 25 patients, and then they still have to do their inbox. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us didn't even get what they call what do they call that that time two hours or something. That Release time or something like that? No, we called it... Charting time? Sh- no, admin time. Admin like a little bit time. of admin time. That was not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> see, exactly. So some places did have it and, and some didn't. And so, you know, that kind of compounds everything too. So if I'm doing all this wellness stuff for myself, but yet where I work at is demanding all these things and it doesn't stop, you could only do so much for yourself. We were talking about that, right? It's like, what can, how much meditation can I do? Right. <laughs> well, before, okay, we're going to date ourselves. But when I first started medicine, we had paper charts. Yes. And uh, you had to write on a piece of paper. And, you know, but by the end oh, of the yeah. day, you were done, yeah, right? You're true. done. We didn't write that much because your hands would cramp. Yeah. But with the advent of electronic medical records, there's a lot of great things that came with electronic medical records. But along with that came a expectation that, oh, now you can take this work home with you. And oh, that yeah. was that was part of the driver of my burnout, that to get home at a decent hour to have dinner with my family, mm-hmm. I would put things away. But then after dinner, I, I would work another two hours from home. Mm-hmm. 
There was never a vacation that I didn't take my computer oh, that's um, with me, so <laughs> yeah. that got tiring. And, you know, and part of me taking my work home and on vacation was because I didn't want to dump on my partners yeah. either, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I know when certain ones of them would go on vacation and I've had to pick up not just my own load, but theirs on top of it. It was just too much. So, so boundaries, you were talking about that Fabi earlier are definitely important and, and yeah. definitely, you know, we always talk about work life balance, but having clear boundary boundaries for me anyway, is very important. Like work is at work and home. I'm not thinking about work anymore. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. That's not, that was the hard part though. Like, for example, you know, I know I keep talking about it with e- e- I mean, the ER. That was that's been my background the majority mm-hmm. of the time. It's like we couldn't even get sick, and I've shared this story before. You know, one time I showed up to work and I'm like, I think I have strep throat, and then my my lead was like, uh, Why don't you just go get Rocephin and then go see patients with a mask? I'm like, No, I'm not going to do that. You know, and so it was the only time I ever got time off was literally when there was a death in the family. Other than that, because no one wanted to get that text in the middle of the night, like, hey, so-and-so called off, you and know, and in. yeah, and it, imagine it's, it's your day off, you're enjoying it, and then you get these texts, and you feel guilty if uh-huh. you're not, like, responding to it, because mm-hmm. you know how it feels to be that person who needs a day off. So it was never any sense of, you know, I couldn't just leave work at work. It's like it followed you everywhere. And then I just remember, like, if my shift was ending, I'm like, man, I still got 30 charts that I have to chart. And then, you know, I'm sitting there and it gives you more anxiety because I didn't want to come back the next day mm-hmm. and chart it. You know, that's like extra work. And so it was just like the never ending story. <laughs> like, like you're in a loop, you know, in a hamster wheel. Yeah. And I think part of us even talking about this whole topic, which kudos to us for yeah. being, <laughs> being brave, brave to enough. talk <laughs> with a big microphone in front of us. But, um, We need to talk about it more because if you don't recognize it, then people are just at a setup for burnout and then just more anxiety, more depression, all that. So let's get out in the open and see how we can help. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. There's there's no shame in in it it, because like you said, everybody experiences it from different levels and there's so many health issues related to if you don't recognize it. So like you said, the first step is admitting and identifying that you have it. And then figuring yes. out how to get past it or figuring mm-hmm. out how to manage it afterwards. Right. Exactly. So, but I know, I mean, I'm a testament to you have, there's a way to pull it back and get back to a, a better work-life balance mm-hmm. where you can love your job again. You know, I mean, I'm reinvigorated being here at Cal State Fullerton. I love talking to students and um, Me too. enjoy hearing all their different stories and talking to my colleagues as well and you know people just want to be seen and heard and cared for and that's what we as professionals in healthcare want to do most of us so um yeah so we want to live as an example right Uh, so we're practicing what we preach Mm -hmm. yes um, in terms of trying to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of our students and our colleagues and but there's no end point, right? We're oh, always God, trying no. to be better. <laughs> it's a like, lifelong journey. I know. <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay because we grow. Growth yeah. mindset, you know. So we grow. We learn new things. Mm-hmm. We learn new skills. Um, that helps reinvigorate our love of the profession. So, And that's what, that's what you want. You want to be able to come back to a place where you're happy. 
Yeah. Right. And feeling and feeling like you can continue on. Absolutely. Well, um, so um, how about uh, talking? Let, let's talk a little bit about like our students. So our students, um, Fabi, you were mentioning how they, you know, they, they have so many things going on. They've got, they're in school. A lot of them have to handle work. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have family obligations. We are a Hispanic serving institution. We're mm-hmm. a publicly funded school. So we know the kind of students that we have. What have you been finding is common in the kind of student populations that we that we what, are experiencing, our students are experiencing? And what is your advice when you talk with them? It just depends what their major is. Oh, really? (laughs) But it is always amazing that students can juggle so many things. Yeah. You know, their studies. We see students have one, two, sometimes three jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, They help their family with uh, paying the bills sometimes Mm -hmm. and and with family responsibilities. For sure. Yeah. I remember doing that as a student. Like it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It was like wearing all the multiple hats. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. you're not just a student. I think the worst advice I ever heard from an advisor was, "Well, you're here now, so you're a student first. And I was like, "No, I'm a mother first. I'm sorry. <laughs> like <laughs> yes. I have a lot of other things going on in my life. So being a student, as much as I love being a student, it's not the only hat I wear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like balancing all of that. That's where burnout comes from, right? Like having right. to figure mm-hmm. out all that. You talk culturally, identifying uh, like different cultures and how they handle it. Like we're talking about being Asian. You talked about being a woman. Like mm-hmm. all of these different identities converge. And then all of a sudden, it, I don't know, it's stressing me out just thinking about all my identities. <laughs> I know. I know. I, was, I know we've talked mostly about what we could consider work burnout, but there's honestly life burnout too. I mean, yeah. we have so many roles mm-hmm. and to try and put a good day's work in and then go home and we're mothers and you know I'm a mother of teenagers so that's a whole different, <laughs> that's a different level piece. of stress right there <laughs> but <clears throat> but even my daughters will talk about burnout which is sad to me that in high school there's so much pressure um, on our students and I know college students feel it as well so much external pressures on them that they feel like for what? What am I doing this? I'm, I'm burning out already. I'm whatever age they are, you know, so. That's so young. It's so young to already feel that kind of pressure. Like, how do you, I can only imagine, like, that continuing. When you talk about the long-term chronic issues mm-hmm. in relation to so much stress or, like, how, like, how do you, I, I can't even imagine how you, like, figure out how to, not solve it like that's not the word I'm looking for but like cope with it yeah like help help them through all that because it's like it's so internal right well I as a parent just try to eliminate some of the external stress for for them in terms of not pushing them Mm -hmm. you know kids spend so much time worrying about oh I have to get to college Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into college so much time how many ap classes all these things and these are children of privilege that can worry about these right um and so and then they internalize it as well and put all this on oh i gotta do more clubs i gotta play an instrument i gotta do all this because i gotta get into college and then by the time they get to us here in college they're tired already (laughs) yeah 
You know, no, they're young people. They should be full of energy, and they're yeah. tired. <laughs> but I also hear my friends who have children who are like, in their, you know. Starting now, oh, um, after work, I have to take my kid to volleyball. Mm -hmm. And after volleyball, they have Kuman and have to go. And I'm just like, yeah. he's in the sixth grade, <laughs> you know? And it's, I feel like sometimes people want to sound busy as if it's better if you're busy, well, you know? Like you said, like culturally, right? Yeah. Some cultures are like that. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, let the kid be a kid. Choose one sport. It's okay. <laughs> That's fine. And I think if you've been raised in that environment, you know, and like sometimes I I have so many friends who are like, how are you feeling? I'm tired. I'm tired. And it's like, I can gauge everything is they're always tired. You know, it's like, well, aren't we all tired? But what are you, sometimes I want to ask, what are you doing that you're so tired? And, you know, it's, I, I guess going back to is, my my nephew, he had had to talk with me one time because my brother-in-law was really pushing him to, to be a doctor. And so mm -hmm. I had to talk to him and say, this is what you want. You know, if it's not, and I had to tell him. And once again, the culture, it's kind of hard being an Asian kid to tell your parents no. Yep. And now, and, and I told him, what do you like to do? Because whatever you like to do is not going to, it's not going to feel like a burden when you're studying it, whatever. So he ended up, uh, he graduated with business. And right now he's... Um, He's an intern at one of the hospitals to be a hospital administrator. And now they're paying for him to get his MBA. Wow. But yeah, so, you know, I'm like, see, you're still in medicine. <laughs> <laughs> and what I found, too, is we had scribes who would be in the ED who would take our notes for us. And so and many of them, it either propelled them to continue to be in medicine or really made them, you know what, this is not for me. And I would encourage for people, you know, sometimes what you think is what you want until you're in that environment. And then you end up looking back and thinking, I wasted eight years of my life. So try to get, you know, try to find out, is there an internship? Is there someone you can shadow? Is this just so that it can, you know, I don't know how to say what ma makes you feel like it's worth it. You're in the right place. Yes, I'm in the right place. Yes. You know, yes, I understand I'm suffering now, but it'll be worth it versus the opposite or doing something because somebody's told you to do it yep yeah i love that that's that's really great advice especially for our students now that are kind of living this whole like i'm a junior what should i be doing now mm -hmm. like i'm going to be a senior next year i need to figure out what my next steps are because dr lucha you're saying we're getting it in high school so yeah. they're coming to us already tired are we sending them out tired too because they've <laughs> spent the last four years doing x y and z but have they had time to be themselves but have parents been forcing them have they been doing it I yeah know. i mean as with my own kids, you know, I want students to feel empowered to, to find out what it is that makes them feel passionate. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to choose a career. You want to have some passion, you know, and, you know, in full disclosure, my kids don't want to go into medicine <laughs> <laughs> because they and I said, why? You guys are smart and, and you know, compassionate people. You would be great doctors. And they said, Mom, you come home stressed every day. This was before Aww. I came to Cal State Fullerton. <laughs> but you come home stressed every day. We don't want to live that life. And you know what? Kudos to them for recognizing that and being able to articulate that to me. Yeah. But, um, you know, in all honesty, because I did grow up with a certain pressure from, from my family, when I got to college, I actually came out and told my mom, I said, I don't want to be a doctor. I told my parents, I don't want to be a doctor. And I... Maybe, you know, I'm hyperbolizing now, but she didn't talk to me for four months. <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah. laughs> I got 
that first year of college, I did not get the best grades. And, mm. you know, she was, well, it's college, it's harder, it's fine. But you know what? She was mad for a good chunk of time, but she got over it. And, <laughs> and I didn't tell them for years, my whole college undergraduate career, that I still wanted to go into medicine because I wanted them off my back, honestly. <laughs> you don't want the pressure. <laughs> and they stopped asking. They stopped, mm -hmm. you know, pushing. And then I knew that it was the right thing for me. It was, this is my path. This is my passion. Mm -hmm. So, but I knew it for myself. So I would encourage um, all students and my own kids to kind of soul search for themselves to see what drives them. And, th and now is a great time as a student Definitely. when you haven't made those final decisions and you got that stamp of that degree on. Mm -hmm. Now is a good time to figure it out. Cause like my child is, is young and they're in high school and like in ninth grade, one of their courses is uh what, what do you want to what do you want to do what what's your major in college and they're like I don't know <laughs> I'm too young for this yeah. and they told me the same thing they love art and so we were like oh you know the, the advice of do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life and they went no I don't want to do that I'm gonna I'm gonna get stressed out about it and then I'm not gonna love it anymore so That's same true with you. too yeah. yeah same same thing Dr. Lucia like I'm very proud of their ability to to say you know I'm not gonna do what I love because that might worry me or that might stress me out yeah. and I don't want that but it's like that, you're right, that kind of searching yeah. and that kind of discovery is really important. And you don't have to be locked into the same job or career mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. You know, you live it, see how it fits with your life. And every life stage is different, you know. No, it's true. And that's why I love nursing. You yeah. know, with nursing, you're not stuck in the hospital. It's like you can, if you're tired of being in the hospital, you can be go be a case manager. You're tired of that? Go be a school nurse. You're tired of that? That's why I picked nursing because it's it's so vast. And, you know, for me now, I actually, I I love coming to work because it's, it sounds so bad, but I'm like, no one's going to die. No one's <laughs> like, no one's finger is hanging by a thread in the waiting room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so, and I like my colleagues and I don't feel stressed. Like if something happens, I know I can call you know, um, our boss and say, hey, this is going on at home and there's no guilt. There's like, okay, do what you got to do. Are you okay? Do you need help? And that really also helps you to enjoy your workplace because mm -hmm. life is stressful enough, Yeah, you know? And mm -hmm. so we don't know what people come to work feeling already at ho from home and you don't want to compound it with what you're doing at, at work too. Yep. So, and yeah. even at school. You don't want. Yeah. You don't know what people are handling in their classes. Exactly. And so you don't want to be that person that stresses them out even more. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. So, what else do you have for our students in terms of burnout? <gasps> Words of wisdom. <laughs> all right. Uh, like I gave. I gave it all already. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I have nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, like this, this wellness toolkit that you're trying to build, you said that you're not even done with it. Like what else? What well, else it is changes. I think, Bestness. you know, just because, you know, I'm evidence-based, so I look up all these uh, articles about burnout and what to do, what's going to make me, what's going to fix me, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't have to accept all that. Like, I'm not going to learn to run. I'm not running marathons, okay? I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. That's no, never going to be yeah, my toolkit. That's me too. <laughs> but, um, you know, take, take what parts um, work for you. Uh, learning new skills is, mm -hmm. is something that I... Beyond, like, taking classes? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would be a professional student if I didn't 
if I didn't have to take tests. Like I'm, yeah, I'm no go with the test. That's totally but, how I feel you know, too. My my daughter says, "Mom, so you just want to listen to TED talks all day?" Yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, I love learning about paid. how the, <laughs> yeah. the world works and uh, you know how other people mm-hmm. think and thoughts and ideas and you know, there's so much to learn in the world. I don't like tests though. I'm still not good oh, at them. I so. can't. No. I don't like those either. I me agree neither. with you. I my my uh, my husband has asked me once I graduate with my doctorate, like. Um, are you done? Like, that's what he says. Are you done? Mm-hmm. And I joke with him. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I want to get my MBA. And he's like, stop it. Don't do it. <laughs> like, stop at some point. But I agree. Like, I, I would love to continue learning. Like, if that's all I had to do, like, if I could just audit classes and not have to worry about the test. I think we can do that. Can let's, we? Let's sneak into some classes. <laughs> there's so much I want to learn. Classes are cooler now than, than they than were back in yeah. the day. Yeah. We've, uh, we've learned a lot about uh, learning theories and we're trying to change the way that we teach students, which I really appreciate. Actually, there's a school of thought that says um, they're trying to get rid of tests and grades, Ooh. actually. Like, I know somebody who's trying to practice that uh, right now and she's testing it out because it's, wow. it's the most stressful part about learning. Yeah, but we, that means that for our profession, that wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I How do you test depends. your knowledge? <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, you don't, you can't pass the boards. <laughs> I know. It depends on, uh, it depends yeah. on what you're learning. So, but yeah, you know, there, there's certain stressors in school that are really hard to overcome. Yeah. And it's like managing those as opposed yeah. to getting past them. Other things in my toolkit, um, I was journaling for a while, a gratitude mm. journal. Oh, I will be honest, I did not keep that up, <laughs> but, but you tried it. for a good year and a half, people, that was a long time for me. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is a long yeah. time. I, think. I, I did some yoga for okay. a while, mm-hmm. um, but only when things hurt and, and then until that got fixed. Those are all like those are all available here for students. Yeah. The SRC has that. There's classes you could take. Uh, journaling, I'm sure, is something that CAPS recommends. Mm-hmm. Um, in CAPS, they have um, art therapy. That's mm-hmm. right. That I did start that as my yeah. toolkit. Uh, the adult coloring books. Yes, yes, I so have that cool. too. I have. <laughs> I love that. Twenty of them at home there now, still empty because <laughs> you haven't started it. It depends well, on the here marker. Here and there, see, like, the markers. The I think markers are make a difference. I had. My best friend gave me, um, I think they're pencil markers, pencil mm-hmm. pens. So they, they, they bleed really beautifully. So when you Ooh, mark it, it just goes. Nice. Oh, it makes yeah. a difference. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because it is that sensation, too. Like the, and why I prefer painting to coloring with pencils is uh-huh. it's the, the feel of it, too. Yeah. The like putting it feels paint really good. to canvas or... Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah, I try to be artistic, but yeah, I don't. That side of my brain doesn't work as well. I still have to go Google complementary colors. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. Don't worry about that. I'm like, oh, blue and green. Okay. (laughs) Meditation. We can all learn to meditate. I know. um, We've done different workshops on that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Whether through CAPS or through. There's um, well. There's many uh, apps out there. Yes, and that's how I got started too, because I couldn't sleep. Because cause I couldn't shut my brain off at night because it was just worrying yes. about the next thing, the next day, you know, mm. all that. So I started off with sleep meditation with an app. And seriously, five minutes, you have to start easy. So, yeah. yeah. Phoebe, what about you? Well, part of that meditation is breathing. And mm. I think, and it sounds so simple, but I, I made Don't stop breathing, here. people. Yes. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because if you notice when you're stressed, you're taking shallow breaths, right? Oh, and so... Okay. Um, sometimes you have to stop and say, okay, take a deep breath, mm-hmm. hold your breath, and then let it out. And then just remember to breathe because sometimes we do forget to breathe. Um, see the moment for what it is. 
you know, it's not going to be your whole life. It is it, whatever this moment is right now. It is what it is. It's yeah. going to pass yeah. and uh, be flexible, you know, like, OK, well, I thought I was going to do this. I'm not going to beat myself up over it if I can't do it. Um, I guess I won't be doing that today that, you know, that it's OK. Uh, learn from others. Always be open. You know, what is someone? How is someone coping? And what positive things can you learn from them? And staying positive. Um, think positive thoughts because it's always easy to go down that rabbit hole of yeah. thinking negative things, yeah. which also leads to don't hang out with people who complain and don't yeah. give solutions. Because then that makes me ir- more irritated. Because it's like I'm already pissed off at my job okay i don't need you to (laughs) yeah sorry i'm already (laughs) mad at my what i'm doing i don't need you to remind me why i'm mad at what i'm doing um also to um mindful check-ins like we talked about and part of meditation is also maybe having a faith base it doesn't have to be christian whatever you know they did studies and people who do have some type of faith that gives them hope so part of what i talked about earlier is when you're hopeless Mm-hmm. It kind of brings into the burnout, too, because mm-hmm. then, you know, it, you go into that rabbit hole, too, that it's why am I here? What am I doing all this for? And mm-hmm. so um, they have shown that faith, having a faith, something that you believe in also helps. Yes. Spirituality. To, yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So that's, that's a mm-hmm. and, and now that we've come through this journey, uh, you know what? Take a look around if they're friends that need help on that path be open to that i think that's very healing as well to help other people you see struggling or you know just to be honest about it you know there's so much that we don't talk about because we don't want to seem weak or we Mm -hmm. don't want to seem like we don't have it together 24 7. you know what nobody does okay (laughs) so let's be honest with it and and so people can be genuine about when they need help Mm -hmm. and and go from there you know Yep. And it's okay to ask for help. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's okay to ask for help. And it's, I mean, like I said, not everyone has to know all your business, but just pick key people in your life that you feel safe with that will do a good check in. And, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. I think sometimes we are our biggest critic. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I'll be thinking in my head, like, man, why did I say that? Oh, I could have done this. And it becomes this monologue. I'm like, cares baby it's like it's it's okay and sometimes it's it's harder we're harder on ourselves yeah i don't know that's what we say these things like it's so easy to accomplish (laughs) but all this is a work in progress too no it is but the fact that we recognize it i hope that when whoever's listening know that you're not alone like Mm -hmm. those it it can happen to this most seasoned professional it can happen to the student or the fledgling person who's just starting Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day we're all human and, you know, we're, we all need, we're all living day to day, minute by minute. So, you know, if you feel that sense of burnout, ask for help and that it's okay. Yeah, there's lots of people on campus here that you can talk to. CAPS, um, people at Titan Med Health mm-hmm. Services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of different support groups all over campus, not mm-hmm. just within Titan within our Titan uh, health community, yeah. but like um, there's clubs on campus. Yeah. Um, you really know, we great. all need a sense of belonging. Yep. So I yeah. think that helps protect against burnout for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And also I was gonna add, cause I've heard some students say, well, the list is so long to be in caps. You know, I tried and the wait list is long. And I think we've all known that with the, after the post pandemic, there's been a lot of increase in needing mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, 
help. And so I would recommend, you know, if you have, if you know your insurance, because, you know, some, some of you guys here might have insurance, see what they cover if CAPS oh, yeah. is too full or go, go on psychologytoday.com. Um, they'll give you a list of certain providers, you know, if you want to talk to someone who's um, female, faith-based, and they tell you, or whatever it is that you're struggling with, they have a whole list that you can choose to provide. And you can see the picture of the provider too, to see, and then they'll show their what insurance they carry or they accept so that you can see. So don't get discouraged if CAPS is full, you know, seek out other ways also yeah. so that. And, yeah. the, and they have, like I said, CAPS has uh, walk-in groups mm-hmm. so or drop-in oh, yes. groups. So you might not be able to find somebody individually, but like when you're talking about finding a community, um, there's going to be a, com- a walk-in community um, at CAPS. I can almost guarantee that they have so many groups yeah. there. So there's so much, there's so many things that students have available to them here. And it's been really great to hear both of your stories and your journeys and your advice to students. Thank you. And by the way, you guys are paying for that part of your tuition. So, <laughs> <laughs> so take advantage of it. You know, there's, a, and I tell my, my patients all the time, I'm like, look, they have this anxiety group you can join. Yes. You paid for this in part of your tuition. Yep. It's free. Mm-hmm. Sign up. And then they always say, I don't have time. Okay. Well, <laughs> you yep. know, so it's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You do pay for it. So your, uh, your tuition covers a lot of these things. So it's always, it's great to have these resources available. Definitely. So I wanted to thank both of you, Dr. Lucha and Fabi, for joining me today. It has been really great to hear your advice. Um, I think that after this, maybe some students are going to come to you specifically, (laughs) hearing your stories. Maybe you'll get, you'll be able to hear more stories from students as well and give some more advice to those. So... Um, Dr. Lucha and Fabi are really great medical providers here at Titan Med and Titan Health. Make sure that you come and visit them and make an appointment with them. So thank you so much for talking about preventing burnout, for coming, for overcoming burnout, and sharing your stories. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So remember to follow Titan Well at CSUF Titan Well. This episode was produced by Titan Well Health Promotion Services. Living Well with Titan Well is a product of CSUF's Titan Radio.